against your faith overcoming attacks spiritual attacks against your faith that's what we're going to be getting equipped with tonight there are attacks against our faith especially when you are born again anyone who is born again by faith has become son and daughter of god you have become a child of god and satan hates you he doesn't like you he doesn't want you to be who god wants you to be he knows that no one can become a child of God without faith. John chapter 1 and verse 12. It takes faith to become a child of God. And once you become a child of God, everything about God becomes yours. Once you become a child of God, Satan is under your feet. Once you become a child of God, you have power over him. So you have power over the devil because as many that receive him, as many that believed him, to them gave he power. So faith confers on us power. Power of sons and daughters of God. Power to rule in dominion. Power to rule in authority. Power to be unlimited and to be unstoppable. Power to fulfill your God-given destiny on the earth. Because every child of God has been signed by the blood of Jesus to fulfill destiny. So, devil does not want you to become who God has saved you through Jesus to become. So there is one major thing he attacks. He attacks your faith. Because the same faith that saved us is the same faith we need to go to the next levels in the spirit. No one go higher in the realm of the spirit by sense but by faith. It is as we grow in faith that we grow in power. It is as we grow in faith that we grow in Christ-likeness. We become like Christ. Every day as our faith grows exceedingly, that is how we overcome. Because this is the victory that overcome, that has overcome even our faith. So, Overcomers are known by their faith. Can you see why Satan attacks faith so much? So if Satan can get you in your faith in Christ Jesus, he cannot get you. We are in a time now that the faith is getting under challenge. The faith of believers, of disciples is getting under attack. 
Satan does not want you to go far in God. He wants to stop you as much as he can. But I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice. He can't stop you. I can't hear your amen. He cannot stop you. Every attempt. You know when my wife was leading the prayer. She was saying, oh, just please permit me. I knew the Holy Spirit is the one doing that. Because Satan wants to limit us. He wants to limit us in the purpose and the plan of God. As you are going to see now. But when your faith cannot be overthrown. It cannot limit you. Please lift your right hand unto heaven. I decree via the word of power that is coming, the word of his power that is coming to you right now. Every attack from the pit of hell to stop you, to truncate the plan of God for your life, to limit you, to destroy what God has ordained for you in Christ Jesus. I command that attack to be destroyed now. I command that attack to be destroyed now. In the name of Jesus. Luke chapter 22. I will be sharing with you right now. The 12 ways. Satan attacks a disciple's faith. The disciple of the Lord Jesus. The one who has decided to follow Christ. The one who has put his trust and his confidence in him. There are 12 ways I want to share very quickly. That Satan attacks our faith. That he will attack your faith. And also, while we are rounding off, the Holy Spirit will be making it clearer how we can overcome such attacks. Luke chapter 22. We'll be looking into the life of a man who went to next levels and next levels. He began as ordinary man. He ended as extraordinary man. He began as a nobody. But he ended as somebody on the earth and with God. He began as somebody who was not reckoned with in heaven. But by that time, Jesus was true with him. He became someone whose level reached a dimension that is having a throne in heaven. His name is Peter. And what happened to many of us and tonight the Holy Spirit the common attacks against faith that happened to him that is also going everywhere in the body of Christ. Twelve ways Satan attacks a Christian. And how to overcome him. Luke chapter 22. I would like us to look at verse 31. Luke chapter 22 verse 31. Now, then the Lord said, Simon, Simon, listen. Satan has demanded. A translation says he has desired. I don't know what good news he's saying. Oh God. Satan has received permission. <laughs> He has demanded to have you. And I want you to put yourself in the shoes of Peter. To sift you as wheat. But I have prayed.
prayed for you that your faith may not fail. And I'm praying in the name of Jesus. Everything Satan is planning to do that he has decided to do concerning anyone under the sound of my voice. I pray that tonight he will fail. He has failed. He will not succeed over you. He will not succeed over your faith. In the mighty name of Jesus. And when you have repented. The translation says when you are restored. Strengthen your brothers. Before we look into the 12 ways. That Satan attacks our faith. You are going to realize here. That. Jesus looked at him. And said Peter. Satan has demanded for you. To sift you. Now when you look at the word sift. It's a Greek word that means. Sineazo. Sineazo means to shake. That's what it means. By inward agitation. I don't know whether you have seen people that they, are, they just get restless inside their inward. By inward agitation to try your faith. To try your faith in order to push you to a verge of overthrowing that faith. Please take note of what I said. There is that sift that Jesus talked about means there, there will be circumstance, situations that you may face different times or at a time in your life or at different times in your life that will cause inner agitation. You are just disturbed within. That thing is affecting you from the inside. It may lead to worry. It may lead to anxiety. It may lead to fear. It may lead to inner weakness. You are just weak. You are agitating. There is no peace inside of you. And that is to try your faith. You are feeling like that. You are not feeling fulfilled. You are not feeling as if your life is actually in place of victory. So that inner agitation causes trial of faith that pushes somebody to a point that the faith of that person is overthrown. That person now throws away his faith in Jesus. What is in it in even serving the Lord? The person may not throw it away completely. But the person becomes somebody who drops every passion. The passion he or she has been operating in before. In following the Lord. He doesn't take God for granted before. Now he's taking God for granted. He has been sifted. His prayer life has become something else. He has sifted. He has been sifted. Satan has had permission to sift him. Because that word is to cause something that will make that person to be weak from the inside spiritually in order to overthrow the faith of that person. And there are some of us going through such situations. Somehow certain things are happening that are weakening us spiritually from the inside. It's an attack from the devil. In order to overthrow your faith. Because your faith is what you have. That keeps you going spiritually. Your faith is what takes you. To levels in the realm of the spirit. Your faith is the guarantee. Of your future. In Christ. When your faith is overthrown. You are defeated. So. The word to sift means to cease. To cause to die. So when Jesus was saying to Peter. Satan 
has decided to sift you. He was saying to him, Satan has decided to cause your faith to cease from existing. You, you have faith before. You love me before. But that faith, he has attacked and attacked and attacked. He has killed the faith. Are you understanding where we are going? That is the sifting. So when Satan gets to that point and he kills a person's faith, the person is powerless. Because faith is our power with God. Your power is not in how strong you are physically. It is in your faith. It doesn't matter your size. Your power spiritually is in your faith. That's why Jesus said, if you have faith like a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, not just the fig tree, mountain be removed. Mountain. And be cast into, you will move mountains. That's faith. Faith is powerful. It's a spiritual currency. We spend faith in the realm of the spirit. We, we relate with God by faith. You know Hebrews chapter 11? For without faith, it is impossible. So when the devil laid hold on your faith to kill your faith, it brings a person to a point that that person can't do anything to please God. So that we will not spend too much time over this. Can we move to the 12 ways Satan attacks? Number one, Satan attacks your faith when you carry a leadership destiny inside of you. Satan, and I want you to please listen very carefully as we are looking at this word. He attacks your faith when there are people, when there are lives that are to your standing you know many of us don't know the reason satan does not want you to go to the next level spiritually because he attacks your faith so that you won't go to the next level he wants another word which i didn't mention of the the greek interpretation for that shift is to make to come down make to come down or go up but in terms of the devil, when he attacks a believer's faith, it is to cause the believer to come down. A believer may be very high spiritually. But by the time Satan has shifted the person, the person is down. Number one, he attacks your faith when you have leadership destiny. When he knows that your stand determines how others will stand. I heard about a servant of God in the early 80s who entered into immorality, sexual immorality. And you know, devil love to love to propagate a scandal that is coming from a standing child of God. If it is other people that belong to him, he knows what does that mean. He doesn't bother. He keeps it. But a moment you are a child of God, any little thing like this, devil wants to expose you. I don't know whether you know that. What other people do that they, they just go, they just... You know, you, you, you wonder, why is it that this person is the spotlight? So, the man of God entered into the moral scandal and then the thing went viral. Thousands of people, thousands, apart from the church, he pastors, thousands of people said they will never go to church again. Thousands of people said they will never watch any preach again. 
So when they put any man of God coming on the TV and preaching, those thousands are disconnected. They change, they switch station. They don't want to listen. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. Why? Because a leader, a leader's faith has been attacked and he has been brought down. He has been sifted. So others around him, they will go down. See, let me tell you one spiritual secret. The level of attack against your life will be determined by how many people devil knows who are tied to you to be blessed through your life. When Satan knows that this one, as he's rising, as she's rising, other people will be getting blessed. It will draw many people to the kingdom. It will be a channel of blessing. It will be a blessing to draw many out of bondage into freedom. It will launch attack against your faith. Because when you are down, he knows that others are already down. So number one, Satan attacks our faith when he knows you have a leadership destiny. When you look at that Luke chapter 22 in verse 32 Jesus said I have prayed for you. When you are restored what did Jesus say to Peter? Strengthen your brothers. Please hear this. You can't strengthen others by what has brought you down. You can't lift others up when you are down. It takes you being up to draw others up. Does that make any sense? It takes you being up. So when Satan knows that there are destiny attached to you. Look at this Peter who was supposed to go to the next level with Jesus. And he got to a moment in John chapter 21. Jesus knew that Peter had influence. He needed to tell the apostles, I go fishing. He didn't tell them, follow me. They went with him. There are people you don't need to say, please follow me. A moment you take a direction, they are going with him. That's why I always fear. Say, Lord, ah, I, I can't just be living my spiritual life every day and think it is personal. Do you know some people's downfall will be a generational downfall? So Satan attacks your faith when he knows destinies are tied to your life. That's why you have to be strong in faith. Because some people's spiritual fire is tied to your fire. Some people's breakthrough is tied to your breakthrough. I have um, a sister in the Lord in, in Zimbabwe. You know, maybe she may come across this video later. The Lord just brought her into my assignment through online outreach. And somehow, we have been in church. And then, recently, I think yesterday, she posted something on the social media and I responded. And this morning, I saw her own response. She said, ah, sir, we should thank God for you. Thank you for being an encouragement in consistency. And I went before God. I said, Lord, have mercy on me. I was encouraging her. She was saying, sir, thank God for making you an encouragement to us. Encouragement of consistency. Do you know there are some people that are watching your life that you don't even know they are watching your life? Every day that you are strong, that you are going, they seem to be strong. There are people you need to be strong for. There are people you can't just be down before them. They are down. When you are lost, they are lost. Jesus knew this. That's why he prayed for Peter. 
You have to be strong for some people. You have to keep going. You have to ensure, oh, I cannot just because of me to make it. To go on. To go to the level God wants me to be. But if I don't go, others won't go. Sometimes when I was, you know, in the redemption camp, and I would sit down in my office, and I would be saying, as at that time, I've not even met, seen Daddy Gio, and I'll be saying, I, Lord, you have blessed a man to a point that I have found my own purpose, in his own purpose, that he didn't even know me at all. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. And thousands, hundreds of thousands have found their purpose. So you know such a man, the attack he will be facing. So when you have a leadership destiny, and let me tell you, if you are born again, you have a leadership seed in you. You are a leader. You have been born again to lead. Satan wants to attack you. But he won't succeed. I can hear you. He won't succeed. Number two. Do you understand where we are going? Number two. Satan attacks your faith. When divine promotion has been appointed for you. Why is God raising this kind of matter at this time? It's because... Maybe something is about to happen. Maybe something is happening to somebody under the sound of my voice and the Lord is dealing with this matter. Satan attacks our faith when divine promotion has been appointed for us. In that Luke chapter 22, when you read verse 28, Jesus looked at the disciples and he said, you are those who have continued with me in trials. What does that mean? You are following me, doing my will, even when you have suffered for it. Even when men have reproached you. Even when you had alternative, you followed me. You kept on with me. You know, it is something to follow Jesus when you are enjoying pleasure. But it's something else to follow Jesus when it costs you so much. You know, many of us want to follow when it doesn't cost anything. Jesus knows different kinds of followers he has. So he knows that these disciples, they have left their work. They have left the promising dream promising future so to say to follow him they have abandoned all notwithstanding what anybody was going to say to them and when they were mocking jesus they were mocking them when they were calling jesus a devil they were calling them devil and jesus looked at them i want you to see that scripture in luke 22 verse 28 you are those are you part of those who have followed Jesus in the midst of trials? Have you suffered mockery because you are following him? Have people looked at you and think, no, nothing good can ever come out of your life because you are following him? You are part of Luke twenty-two twenty-eight. You are among those who have followed Jesus. Don't wait to follow him when things are easy. Things don't get easy to follow Jesus. We follow him in the midst of trials. And he said, you are the ones that have followed me in my trials. Look at verse 29. And I appoint to you. What did he say he do? I appoint to you a kingdom. As my father has appointed one to me. Look at verse 30. So that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom and sit on what? On thrones. Judging the twelve tribes of Israel. There is always a reward when you follow Jesus dangerously. There is always a reward when you follow him unashamedly. 
when everything tells you that you are a fool following Jesus and you follow him divine promotion is waiting for you some of us there is an appointment that heaven has appointed for you that you don't see yet you don't know yet Peter because of this divine appointment Satan wanted to attack his faith because every time you have followed Jesus in the midst of trials Satan does not want you to taste the reward can you pray in the spirit everybody Pray in the spirit, 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 pray in the spirit. Every power that wants to scatter all your labor of love for the Lord, that does not want you to enjoy the reward of following Jesus, pray in the spirit, come against, come against, come against that power, that force of the devil. That says you will lose your reward. In the bed, Catatolia, Ragada Bala Coto Cotaya Labayadia, Ede Balarande Bedabaya, Oco Baya Larande Bella Catayadosh, E Palaracote Catelebeda, Ayagada Balarado Setalabaya, Oco Balagada Balagada Bedabeladia, Oragada Balacote Secate, E Papa Palagada Belebosh. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Let me bring something to your notice very quickly. When you check that Luke twenty-two thirty, Jesus did not mention 11 thrones. He mentioned 12 thrones. When he was talking about this, Judas Iscariot was in the midst. He knew he was going to betray him, yet he didn't lessen the throne to 11. Reduce the thrones to 11. It has to be 12. The throne will be there, but a man may be stopped. You didn't get it. The throne of the kingship of Israel was there. Saul was removed. And you see what happened to Judas Iscariot? Another person took his position. He was supposed to be part of the throne. There is a divine promotion waiting for you, sir. There is a divine promotion waiting for you, ma, in Christ Jesus. Another person will, another person will not take your place. Judas Iscariot, the attack. Do you know that this throne begins from the earth? We don't just to get to heaven to rule. We begin to rule from here. I'm praying for you again. You won't lose your throne. God's appointment on your life that appointment mandate will not be handed over to another person. You are not saying amen? It will not be handed over to another person. In the name of Jesus. Number three. Satan attacks. He attacks your faith from going to the next level in the spirit. When you are ignorant of his plans to get you. I don't like how many of us don't know. Think devil is too busy not to bother about you. Do you think it's a small thing when Apostle Paul said, let's take advantage of us? 
I can't wait for devil to be taking advantage of me. He said, for we are not ignorant. Spiritual ignorance is terrible. What is ignorance? You lack knowledge about a thing. Every believer must not lack knowledge about the strategies of the devil. You don't consume yourself with him. You don't concentrate on him. But don't be ignorant of his plans. Don't be ignorant of the way he catches and captures people. What you are ignorant of can master you. In verse 31 of Luke chapter 22, Jesus told Peter, Satan has demanded. Satan has requested for permission. Satan has desired to sift you. Now, where was Peter? Did Peter know that? You know, one of the prayers we must pray from time to time is that the secret of the devil will not be hidden from you. <laughs> Jesus, all through his time by the ministry of the Holy Spirit, he always know what people are. He always know what people are planning. He always know what they want to do. That was the reason he could not be captured unaware. Do you know some people have died untimely? Not that God just want them to die. Not that because they have committed the sin, but because they are insensitive in the spirit. One thing that is sure every time you are with Jesus is that he wants you to be sensitive. He doesn't want you to live casually like any other person. That Satan takes advantage of you. Peter's faith was so much attacked like that because he was ignorant. Don't let us be ignorant of what devil is doing. Don't be ignorant of what is using to stop many destinies, many believers in our time. Don't be, because if you are ignorant, you will become a victim. If you are ignorant, you will become a victim. And you, will, you won't be in the name of Jesus. You know, this time now, I was saying to mommy, I said, look at the prophetic words. God told us early this year that the pursuit of prosperity will cause many to forsake him. And I said, Ma, can you imagine that God, we didn't know all the inflations and all of this will happen when God was already giving us prophecy December 31st. Can't you see this God? Now, if you are not careful now, what will you be running after? How to eat? How to drink? How to survive? We bought a roofing sheet for 32. We wanted to buy for 32,000. Few days after, they told us it has become 48,000. You know how much you are selling one bag of sachet water now? Uh -huh. Will you not go back and say, the, the, the real water that Jesus, that God has brought out of the rock, like like your faith will say, may I drink? May I drink it? And somebody will be running and say, ah, how are we going to do it? I must meet up. Schools will increase money. Transportation. Everything will look as if things are going up. Just to redirect and capture people to begin to pursue what's supposed to be pursuing them. If you are ignorant of the devices of the devil, it will make you a victim. So Satan attacks. Number three way he attacks our faith is when 
we are ignorant say i will not be ignorant of what devil is doing around me i will not be ignorant of the devices of the devil i will not be ignorant of the trap devil is using to capture others i will not be ignorant of the devices of the devil don't be ignorant you know when god was saying in Hosea chapter 4 verse 6 my people perish for the lack of spiritual knowledge they lack spiritual knowledge everything it will cost you be harm with the knowledge that we expose the devil around you don't be ignorant of him number four satan attacks our faith when you take spiritual warning for granted when you take spiritual warning for granted there are always spiritual warnings they are called spiritual red light. Mommy, do you know are you listening to that? Spiritual word? Red light. When you are passing, when you get to the junction and traffic light says the amber and the red comes, what happens to the red? It's a stop. Not in our city where we whether stop or stop, you still go. Now it says stop. Stop means don't go. Because a moment you pass. A vehicle can be coming who has received green light on a high speed. So you realize that there are always spiritual red lights in the spirit realm. Jesus in Luke 22 33 gave Peter a spiritual red light, yet he went ahead. He took that light for granted. He took that light for granted. When God is issuing a warning, speaking to you, be careful in this, be careful in this area. The Holy Spirit is speaking to our heart, making us to understand. Be careful, be careful. Please don't ignore spiritual red light. Tell your neighbor, don't ignore spiritual red lights. Any area the Holy Spirit has been giving you warnings? Learn to yield. Learn to take heed. Why? Because the enemy attacks your faith in that area. Spiritual warnings. Number four. It's quite important. Number five. Satan attacks our faith when we don't prepare for him spiritually when we don't prepare for him spiritually when you don't prepare for season of spiritual attacks please do you know there are seasons of spiritual attacks do you know there are seasons the enemy we just want to concentrate and say we want to attack so 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 person that's why you don't prepare on the day of attack you don't prepare in the day of fight. Somebody is going to go and fight wrestling. And it is the day he's entering the ring. He said, can I begin to prepare? Why is he he's preparing there? The opponent has beaten him down. So we prepare spiritually ahead of time. If you see us, the 30th days of the year, we fast. Every Wednesday, as we are coming for the equipping, I hope you know the Wednesday is for you to wait upon the Lord. It does nothing to your body for one day in a week to wait upon, whether till 12 or till 3. Every Wednesday to say, Lord, strengthen me, empower me, deal with spiritual issues, deal with issues in your life. Lord, quicken me spiritually. As you are doing that, you are preparing before the day of evil. Many believers' faith are wrecked because they only respond to preparation in the day of fight. It is true 
that the horse is prepared for the day of battle but victory is of the Lord but he said the horse is prepared he didn't say the horse is just going everywhere he's prepared your spiritual preparation takes the devil hands down you are a soldier of Christ you are not a civilian sir you are not a civilian man you don't see a soldier who lives like a civilian they live prepared every day because they don't know when the enemy will strike if you have been living casually and you are not preparing spiritually you are subjecting your faith to a shipwreck please take note we are to prepare before the enemy attacks so the enemy attacks our faith when we don't prepare spiritually for season of attack number six maybe i should round off because of time number six maybe i will stop with this and then i continue the next time if the lord permit us to continue in that the enemy attacks our faith when your negative killings, negative feelings, negative feelings kills your passion to pray. The enemy attacks the faith that's supposed to take us to next level. Next level of authority, next level in the spirit, next level in Christ, next level in glory. When negative feelings kills your passion to pray. Do I have a witness in the house? Do you know when certain things are overwhelming you? It kills your passion to pray. Do you know if challenges make people to pray? Really? Many people will be overcoming challenges. The first thing that comes to you when you are overwhelmed by discouragement, by negative feelings, by anxiety, maybe by lack, maybe by things that have destabilized you, you just feel down. You don't feel like praying. Do you know what is happening there? The enemy wants your negative feelings to kill your passion to pray because every time your passion to pray is alive you will get rid of that feeling your faith will be strong please don't permit negative feelings they are spiritual attacks they can come in various ways negative feelings of hunger negative feeling of discouragement negative feeling of hopelessness negative feeling of delay negative feeling of anxiety and worry negative feeling of people betraying you negative feeling of disappointment here and there negative feeling when things are not working oh my god they come to kill your passion to pray they come to kill your passion for the Lord in order to sift, cause your faith to cease. If you look at the secret of Jesus in the book of Luke chapter 22 verse 39. Luke chapter 22 verse 39. The Bible tells us that as his custom Jesus had a custom of prayer whether you feel good or not prayer must be your custom that guides your feelings don't subject your feelings to prayer prayer must rule over your feelings are you getting what i'm saying if you subject how you feel to prayer satan will kill your passion to pray i'm telling you the reality that is what they call spirit of heaviness. You feel heavy. You are not light. That's why when the Holy Spirit is taking over you to pray, he must take you to the realm of joy. 
That's why worship is key. When you are worshiping, Holy Spirit takes you from the realm of heaviness where your body is so heavy to even open your mouth. How many of us know that sometimes when you have worshipped to a point you feel very light? You are now praying. You you that you are you wanted to pray before, but it looks like something is pressing you. Do I have a witness in the house? So when music when praise, when worship begins to go clears heaviness in your spirit makes you to be alive. Do you know sometimes you are sleeping the, the sleep you ought not to be sleeping. You know it. You think you are praying. And why you are, you just, you just want to pray. You just sleep. That was what happened to Peter. Negative feelings killed the passion to pray. It wasn't the first time Jesus was going to take them to the garden to go and pray. But this time, feelings took over. But do you know, the prayer life of Jesus took over feelings. Do you hear what I said? The prayer life of Jesus took over what? Feelings. So let prayer be your custom. Not what is subjective. To your feeling. Pray whether it is that's what the Bible says in First Thessalonians five seventeen. We should pray without ceasing. Pray without sifting. Don't let your prayer life die. Let it be a custom. Pray all the time. Pray. Find every opportunity to pray. Pray. Please pray. You know why? Trying to overcome negative pressures comes when you pray. When prayer rules over your feelings. Also take note, demonic pressures leave you when you pray. Demonic pressures, they leave you. Heaviness of the spirit. They depend. You just realize that God is dealing with things you never know you could deal with. Those pressures will go. <laughs> discover that prayer may not stop temptation from coming but prayer will stop you from falling into that temptation prayer may not stop your trials may not stop those delays prayer may not stop those disappointment prayer may not stop those fires that can cause it for you. But prayer will make you not to bow to them. Prayer will make you to rise above them. Prayer will make you to keep going. Until you get to where God is taking you. Prayer will give you power. To rise and rise. While those things are happening. People who are not going through what you are going through. Will be pitying you. And they'll be saying, look at the one we're even pitying. It's not even feeling pitied. You won't feel pitied in the name of Jesus. When you see somebody, look at what happened to Hannah as she left the place of prayer. The Bible says, our countenance. So prayer affects your countenance. Look at Moses. When he left the place of prayer, uh, his countenance was brimming with glory. With glory. With glory, with glory. Prayer may not stop temptations from coming, stop trials from coming, but prayer will stop you from falling into it. If you check Luke 22 39 to 45, prayers empower us to do the will of God when it is very difficult. That's why you must not allow your negative feelings to kill your passion to pray. Because that is how Satan attacks you. He attacks you through negative feelings. Whenever anything happens, what comes to us? Negative feelings. Misunderstanding between loved ones, it comes back in form of negative feelings to affect your prayer life. So prayer empowers us to do the will of God. Jesus did God's will. He said, not as I will, 
but what did he say not as a, but yours be done prayer brings angelic strength in the midst of trials when you don't allow negative feelings to rule your prayer life god will send the angels by the holy spirit strengthening you in the place where your faith is about to be sifted thank you jesus thank you father someone is under the sound of my voice the lord asked me to say to you right now he said in the next few days you will sing the songs of an overcomer Amen. do you hear that yes, he said you will sing the songs of an overcomer oh thank you father the lord asked me to say to someone he said where you have been defeated he said i'm sending you back he said go and win the battle go and win the battle what type of prayer helps us when the enemy want to attack our faith in order to bring negative feelings to rule over our prayers you need prayer of intercession you must have somebody somewhere the first person you must have is the holy spirit he must intercede for you jesus interceded for peter do you know peter failed in the place of prayer in the garden but jesus had prayed for him it is dangerous not to have the holy spirit praying for you that's why if you don't have any man any human being pray for you you must have the holy spirit because it is terrible to be without intercession and do you hear this when you are develop relationship with the holy spirit and is praying for you he can raise somebody from us to be praying for you in nigeria yeah Reabonke, evangelist Reabonke of a blessed memory shared how he could have died at a particular time but suddenly the holy spirit steered a woman up to be praying for him and while the woman was praying he nearly the, the holy spirit prompted the woman so that Reabonke will not be crushed by a particular accident that was about to happen that very accident could not claim it could not happen to him when later he got back it was later he now got to know that so 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 time so 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 moment so 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 day a particular woman was prompted to be praying for her for him that's why when the spirit prompts you to be praying for people don't take it for granted i have witnessed that different times that the holy spirit helps us to intercede for others prayer of intercession number two prayer in the spirit when you don't want your feelings to overwhelm your prayer life pray in the spirit number three prayer of fellowship like this you come into the company of the brethren you pray together prayer of fellowship that was the reason jesus normally take the disciples to the garden let us go and pray together let us go and pray together because fellowship prayer carries power it is good that your prayer alone is good but fellowship prayer is great we are two or three gathered together in my name i am there in their midst so when you are praying in fellowship oh my god satan cannot attack your faith in that area please take note prayer of contending prayer of contending is quite important prayer of contending is a prayer of warfare when you are praying in warfare you just pray come against every attack that is attacking your faith come against every strange fire that the enemy is 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 causing against you just begin pray warfare prayer sometimes you pray them in the night sometimes you pray them in the day as the spirit helps you but this is it if the lord permit me next week i may share this with us before we move into the focus for next month how many things have i shared tonight
6, 1. Very quickly before we go to the communion. What's the first one? When, yeah. When he knows you have a leadership destiny. Number two. When promotion is about to take place. When you are appointed, sir. When promotion, divine promotion has been appointed. Number three. When you are ignorant of his devices. Number four. When you ignore spiritual warnings. Number five. Number six. Pastor Inka, please come and lead us into those prayers as we go into within five minutes. We'll leave here. Uh, we will finish the prayer and then go into the communion. I want us to pray on those things very quickly. And I believe that as you pray, what is going to happen is this. You send the enemy off those areas. I have shared with you. It won't get you. You will go to the next level. Everything God has ordained for you will come to pass. Any area Satan is planning attack. As we pray now, this few minutes, you will not be limited. In the mighty name of Jesus. I want us to be on our feet. We are praying right now. And as we pray, I want us to declare this. When the enemy shall come like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will raise standard against them. When the enemy shall come like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall raise standard against them. When the enemy shall come like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will raise standard against them. Now let's begin to pray that in the name of Jesus, I will not be ignorant of the devices of the enemy. I will not be ignorant of the plans of the enemies to attack. Let's pray in the name of Jesus. Pray that you will not be ignorant of the plans of the enemy to attack in the name of Jesus. I will not be ignorant of the devices of the enemy. I will not be ignorant of the plans of the enemy. Satan was not ignorant. I mean, Peter was not ignorant of the plans of the devil to attack. Jesus opened his eyes to him. Lord, help me. I will not be ignorant. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Pray and tell the Lord. I will not take spiritual warning for granted. I will not take spiritual warning for granted. In the name of Jesus. I will not take spiritual warning for granted. Oh, so take another I will not take spiritual warning for granted. Let's pray fervently in the name of Jesus. I will not take spiritual warnings for granted. I will not take spiritual warning for granted. Let this I not take for granted spiritual red lights. In Jesus. Mighty name. sound.
Changing me. 